Assalamu alaikum, this is Sayyid Ali Imran, and you're listening to the 40s podcast brought to you by Mizan Institute. This is episode 10 Sincerity is the Greatest Blessing. In hadith number 9, we read from Imam Sadiq alayhi salam who said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not blessed a servant with anything loftier than when there is nothing in his heart besides the presence of Allah. According to this hadith, what we can derive is that even when it comes to our acts of non-worship, such as things where we're engaging in transactions, for example, buying and selling, or even when it comes to marriage and divorce or renting and lending, basically all things that don't legally require us to have an intention of seeking proximity to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for their validity, then even when it comes to these things, maintaining sincerity and doing these actions for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is ideal. And as a matter of fact, not only is it ideal, it's expected. And if one is able to do so, then this is from the blessings of Allah. The only difference is that maintaining sincerity in acts of worship is a necessary condition for their validity. So for example, when you're praying salat or when you're fasting, if you do not have the intention of performing those acts for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then such an act is invalid. Your salat is invalid and so is your fasting. But when it comes to acts of non-worship, sincerity is a condition for their perfection, not for their validity. Let's explain with an example. Let's say somebody marries an individual who's very wealthy. And they're marrying into this family because they're rich, because the family happens to be rich. And you're only marrying into a rich family because you want the community to be amazed at you. You want to induce jealousy in the hearts of your peers and your friends and just the general community. You basically want to show off. See, in this situation, no one's going to say that the marriage contract was invalid, that your marriage was wrong and that you have to reread the marriage formula. No, no one's going to say that. But the question is, was this marriage really done in the best of manners with the best of intentions? Was it really done to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Or was it done to show off and to even cause jealousy in, in the community? But on the contrary, imagine now somebody marries an individual and they haven't completely prioritized the wealth and the looks of such an individual, but they're looking into the piety of this individual. And that was the significant factor in them choosing a spouse. And the reason why piety was a significant factor was because they knew that this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from them. See, this marriage is also valid, just as much as the previous marriage. But can the two types of marriage really be compared in value? Of course not. The first one is definitely lower in value than the second one. The first one was done to show off. It was done to cause jealousy in the community. But this one was done seeking the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you see, this narration is saying that the best blessing is to not have the presence of anyone or anything else other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in one's heart. But then of course, this leads us to a different question, which is, does this now mean I can't have love for my spouse or my kids in my heart? That I can't love my parents or my siblings? Because that seems to be giving space and room to someone else other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your heart. Well, no, that's not what this hadith is saying. See, what this hadith is getting at is that even that love you have for your family members, it needs to be aligned with the love and pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
it needs to be there in line with you seeking Allah's satisfaction. The Prophet, for example, is there any doubt that he didn't give room to anyone in his heart except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Of course not. But does this mean he didn't have love for his daughter, Lady Fatima sallallahu alayha, or Imam Ali alayhi salam, or his grandchildren, Imam Hassan and Imam Hussein alayhi salam? Of course not. He loved them dearly. But because his love originated from him seeking Allah's pleasure and approval, he was essentially not giving room to anyone in his heart except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we can expand this to a lot of different things. For example, someone who is really in love with their job and their career. You see, at times they may fall in love with their job for the mere sake that it gives them worldly pleasures and contentment. At this point, you've given room to somebody or something in your heart other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But at another time, this love of your job is originating from what Allah expects from you. You love this job because it's a source of halal income for you. It provides you with halal sustenance. See, this thought itself shows us that a person hasn't given room in his heart to anything else other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that this love is also originating with them seeking Allah's pleasure. We can give another example. Someone who's a real estate agent and they help their clients buy and sell property. The fact that they're not cheating their clients because they know that that's wrong and an act which is disliked by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As a matter of fact, Allah condemns cheating. Then having this thought itself it shows that they're not giving room to anyone in their heart except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or even further, we can say that a husband who fulfills all the rights of his wife and a wife who fulfills all the rights of her husband or a person who just generally maintains good ties with their family members or their neighbors all because they know that this is what Allah expects of them, then in none of these cases is a person giving room to someone in their heart other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In any case, this hadith tells us that being able to do deeds in such a way where we give no room to anyone except Allah is a blessing. In fact, it's one of the greatest blessings. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us this blessing so that we can maintain the highest degree of sincerity in all of our deeds. But there's another question that may arise at this point after listening to 10 episodes of this series. Let's say someone is able to maintain sincerity in their actions. We know that these acts are accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but are there any other consequences and any other benefits for a person if they maintain sincerity in their deeds? In the next hadith, we'll see what Imam Rida salam has to say about a person who's able to maintain sincerity in their deeds for 40 straight days. Thanks for tuning in for today's episode. And to remain updated on the latest episodes, please follow us on our social media pages. And for more great content and other podcast series, please visit us on MizanInstitute.org. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.